soggy Tuesday to you. But uh, no, that's if you're in the southern portion of the state of Wisconsin. To the northern portion, well, the clouds are going to clear out. Tomorrow looks good. The weekend looks good. Temperatures are going to warm up. I'm good with that. I can't wait. Good day today. Uh, we've got a lot going on. You've got the absolutely, positively, craptastic, succalicious Cincinnati Reds coming to town to American Family Field, and uh, they are going to be on display tonight. Hopefully the Brewers get a win, and hopefully the Brewers got the sweep as they continue on this uh, weaker portion of the schedule and continue to put some distance between themselves and the St. Louis Cardinals. Brewers right now 15-8. and eight. They're a game and a half better than the St. Louis Cardinals. The Reds come in with a whopping three wins on the season. Three wins. The worst team. In Major League Baseball, right now, 3-19. and 19. They couldn't suck anymore if they had to. So they're coming to town. In addition to that, you've got Bucks basketball back at it again tonight. Can the Bucks get game two? Can they steal another one in Beantown? Coming up tonight. Uh, the next is we're going to have some more draft analysis for you. That's coming up. And here's something that I wanted to uh, to bring up. And I I, I had a, a, a friend of mine reach out to me. I shouldn't say a friend of mine. It's, a, it's kind of a Twitter friend, okay? And he reached out to me. We were talking about some of the, you know, some of the players coming out of college and this NIL stuff and what they're worth and, you know, marketing and such. And it, it, it's, it started a back and forth, actually, a banter, if you will. It started a back and forth where he was basically asking the question, can Wisconsin and their alumni pay some of these guys to come here? So, Ben, do you pay much attention to this this transfer portal and the NIL and who's making what and the money being doled out? Way too much, Bill. Way too much attention. Okay. So can or do you think Wisconsin can compete with some of the things that are being given out right now? Because it's exactly what we thought was going to happen is happening. Some of these guys are getting these deals that when you start to read this stuff, you're like, wait a minute, what? You got a car dealer giving a guy $100,000. You got, uh, I was reading, um, there, there's some kid on a basketball team who you've, he's coming out of a transfer portal from a JUCO. You've never heard of this guy, ever. And they're putting over a hundred grand into him. It's the biggest NIL contract signed. And you've never heard of this guy. And so my question is, do you think Wisconsin eventually jumps on this NIL pay-for-play bandwagon? My simple answer, no. I I just fight. Because eventually, you know, you, you've let the, the blank out of the horse, so to speak. You can't shove it back in. But how do you regulate it? Because some of these things that are coming up, it's just ridiculous. Some of the th- stuff that you're reading about these college athletes that you would never know are, are signing these deals. And you're thinking to yourself, how this is exactly what the NCAA didn't want to happen was suddenly these boosters would come out of the woodwork with money and jobs and appearances and things for likenesses. And, and all of a sudden these kids are, are making money. Now it's not benefiting the business. We all know that this is basically boosters or whomever paying them money to go to a, to, to have an affiliation with a specific college 
And eventually this is when it comes to the to the to the to the you and I of the world who are just going for an education and hoping to play a little football or baseball or basketball or whatever it happens to be, it's never going to matter. But for the star athletes, it can make a difference in your program. It's it's starting to look like bidding wars all of a sudden. And it's it's a little alarming for some of the money that's being doled out for some of these kids that you've never heard of, never heard of. You start to look through some of these these um, these ranking systems for college or excuse me for high school athletes and JUCO athletes, and you're you're thinking you're paying these kids that haven't done anything, anything. I remember kids back when I was in high school who were stars, whether it was Elder or at Moeller or at uh, Cleveland St. Ignatius, and you'd read of it, you know, uh, um, uh, God, it's a. Uh, Louisville Lutheran, these huge, huge high schools where they produce these just mammoth stars, and they never amounted to anything. You never heard about them after the fact. Kyle Rudolph was the only guy that I can remember that came out. Well, uh, Sean, uh, God, I can't remember the kid's name, came out of Campbell County High School in northern Kentucky, ended up becoming a, a running back for the Seahawks. That kid was a hit, and also Kyle Rudolph. Those are like the two guys out of that hotbed of all of this stuff that really became stars in their own right through college to where they really began to blossom and then made a name for themselves. Otherwise, it's just you're paying for a lot of kids to go to a school and hoping that your particular team garners a championship out of it. Because I can't imagine that these 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 kids, these athletes, are bringing in the dollars on return, the return on investment, what is it? Unless you're just a booster that really wants to see your school win a national title. It just, it's just, it's a little mind-boggling to me. Uh, 877-867-1670, glad to have you on board today. I know today is uh, one of those days where you just, whatever it is you're doing, you're probably sitting inside, it's gray again, it's craptastic, listening to the radio, listening to us on the app, listening to us on YouTube, whatever it happens to be, and just going, oh, okay. Okay, just one more day before we actually can get through all the muck and uh, start to get to a little bit decent weather, and then come this weekend, things begin to make a turn. So I get it. I get where you're at. Uh, Bucks basketball coming up tonight. The Bucks can they steal one in Boston again? I don't think there's any reason they shouldn't. I don't think there's any reason they shouldn't. Nothing. I look at this, and... I know that people, and I did it. I talked about Chris Middleton, the need for Chris Middleton. I talked about that quite a bit. And I still believe that he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink, and eventually they will need him, that experience, back at some point. I don't know if, I don't know when. And I'm not going to sit here and say they're a better team without him because I don't believe that. But I've never thought cash money, Chris Middleton was a superstar. I thought he was tremendous in the support role that he provides to others. But people are making out, kind of like the Devontae Adams situation. Well, without Devontae, they're 7-0 and or 6-0, and whatever the record is. Well, without Chris Middleton, look at what they are. They're so much better. Eventually, though, you need the talent. Chris Middleton is talent. So I'm not going to knock Chris Middleton by saying they don't need him. I, what I'm saying is, is they are just putting feathers in their cap. Every game they win without him, is just one of those games, you could, it's like money in the bank. Money in the bank. You win again without them tonight, you probably own the series. If you win tonight, 
you probably own the series. Now, my gut tells me they're not going to win this game tonight. My gut says this is going to be a struggle, and if they lose, they lose by maybe six. It's not going to be a blowout, but maybe they lose by six. Okay. But I, I it would not surprise me if they came out and just stormed the court, took game two, came back riding a wave, and just being as high as high can be when it comes to the wins on the road against a very hot team that they just cut down to size. Would not surprise me. But I'm kind of tonight, if I have to be a betting person, tonight I'd probably put very little money if I'm going to bet, but I would probably put a little bit of money on the Celtics to win by maybe six. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. And uh, then obviously you have Giannis, who's powered through the middle. You got everybody else, Grayson Allen, Pat Connington, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, all hitting from the outside. You're doing it all right now without one of your one of your big three, which is fantastic. The Heat last night, by the way, getting that 106-92 win over the uh, Celtics, or over the uh, 76ers, excuse me. So last night, Ben, sitting there, did you watch the game? I would assume you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Tyler Hero coming up big again last night, the uh, the Wisconsin native and uh, helping the Heat win game one of that particular series. So give me your thoughts on the Heat being a pesky team. Should they get past the 76ers to face the uh, face the Milwaukee? Because I've always said I thought the Heat would be the pesky team. And then my mind shifted as I watched what the Celtics did to a bad defensive um, you know, Brooklyn Nets team. But I still look at the Heat, and I think, you know, I thought that maybe – uh, a while back that they were going to start melting down. Uh, I thought, okay, here we go. Jimmy Butler's starting to have issues with the coach. There's some pushing and shoving. And then it all got quiet. It all just got calmed down. And they've just very quietly gone about their business and won. They get that opening game win last night, 106-92 over the 76ers. So give me your thoughts on Miami and what you saw out of them last night. I mean, realistically, I think it's kind of a toilet bowl of a series. Uh, especially with Embiid hurt and Kyle Lowry hurt right. as well. But the, the Sixers have no chance and their coach is clueless and they're going to make the Heat look really good. But the Heat just tried harder. They were great on the offensive glass. They got easy buckets. They don't look like that good of a basketball team, if I'm being completely honest. I think mm-hmm. a lot of what happened last night is the Sixers are just a complete mess. When do they expect Embiid to be back? I think game three, game four. He's going to come okay. out in like the, the Rip Hamilton face mask. Right. Try to be like Batman. I don't know. Yeah, because he took that uh, he took that hard elbow to the face. So, and and the, I agree with you. They don't have a shot without him. Not a shot. Uh, but the Heat last night, Jimmy Butler, uh, 15. You had Ebedeo, uh drop 24. Tyler Hero, always solid. 25 off the bench last night. That's just, he's just got such a smooth shot. He's been such a pain in the ass for the Milwaukee Bucks when they have faced them. He's just always come back to burn them. But, uh, but yeah, the 76ers with a handleable win last night over the 76ers. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, how come you hate Doc Rivers so much? I Look, I don't hate him. I just agree with you. I think he's always been an excuse maker. He's always He's been a good coach. He's never been a great coach. People want to put him up on a pedestal. And no, <laughs> not going to happen. 
I don't think he's a great coach. I think he's always dealt with head cases and problems, and I don't know if he's exacerbated them or actually behind the scenes made them better, but he's never impressed me as like this this high level of coach. That's all, if, you've, if you hire Doc Rivers, you're going to win a championship. I've never thought that. So tell me, Bob, tell me why you hate him so much. I mean, it's kind of what you said. It's the excuse making. I, I will never dislike a coach that while he doesn't perform well, he doesn't really insult your intelligence as a fan or as a follower of the team. Every mm-hmm. single time Doc Rivers gets in front of the media, he's telling the fans they're stupid. He's saying, I'm the smart one. And then even when they lose, he's pointing to the box score and saying how bad the team played. Not is saying that pretty much I called a great game. I put them in a position right. to succeed and they sucked. And I, I hate that out of a coach. I think his ego is way too big. And it, really, they asked him about blowing the 3-1 leads. And he said, oh, no, it was a great coaching job to even be up 3-1. And I, I, I just can't get that <laughs> attitude from my head coach, from a losing head coach who continues right. to blow leads. So I can't yep. stand him. Uh, 877-867-1670. That's the phone number to get a hold of us. If you want to chime in, you can hit us up on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Ben Z. Kenny, you can find us over on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube as well. Please subscribe on YouTube. That's a, a great way to pay attention to the program also. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. And then on Twitch TV as well, if you download the app, you can find us there under Bill Michaels. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. That's the way to uh, drop us an email, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. And don't forget, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple iTunes, and we are on Google Podcasts. You can find us anywhere and everywhere. And as always, the Zone uh, app out of Madison, uh, our flagship station, our flagship uh, affiliate, is a W-O-Z-N. The Zone in Madison, you download that app, you put it on your phone, you can take us anywhere and everywhere all the freaking time. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Brewers get uh, Arias back. He is coming back tonight, which is solid. You get a true third base. Your third baseman's coming back, a guy that just was just a backstop over there at third base in the postseason, finally making his season debut after the uh, the injury in uh, early on in spring training. He's back. Brewers taking on a craftastic Reds team. Uh, in addition to that, you got the Bucks taking on the Celtics game two coming up tonight, and we'll give you some more Packers draft analysis. We got a whole a plethora of stuff, and I got some people chiming in as well on would Wisconsin ever get into the heavily into the NIL portal when it comes to uh, you know spending the cash to bring in some of these premier players. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back, Bill Michael Show. Brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And we are only days away, days away from announcing all, all but one. We're going to keep one thing completely secret, but we've got a lot going on regarding the motorcycle ride for Fisher House, Wisconsin, for our, our veterans, our those that are in the military, their family members. Uh, mark it on your calendar. It is Sunday, September 4th. Sunday, September 4th. It's always the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Sunday, September 4th. Going to be hosting it again down at MKE Brewing, 9th Street, downtown Milwaukee. But we have got some really, 
really cool announcements to make because it's going to be a different experience. It's our 15th anniversary of the motorcycle ride. And every year it's gotten bigger. Every year it's grown. Even during COVID, uh, we did it. We, we kind of thought about whether or not we should do it. And we thought, you know what? We're outside. We should be good to go. And we still had over 350 motorcyclists last year, 767 bikes. And it was an incredible brother and sisterhood. And we cannot wait to make some of the announcements coming up on Friday. And everything Friday should go live. Uh, We're kind of in crunch time just to get everything up and running in conjunction with our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson Growth Law Firm. Our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino are coming on board as one of our sponsors for the motorcycle ride this year and uh, among others. So we've got some really cool ventures, some really cool stops. And so please, if you are a motorcyclist and it doesn't matter where you're listening to my voice, Please put it on your calendar, Sunday, September 4th. And Budweiser has been with us all 15 years. So uh, thanks to Bud Light for being a big sponsor of the show. And also thanks to Bud Light for being a big sponsor of the motorcycle ride and supporting veterans in our area and their families and all the military members out there. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Tom says, do you really think, do you really think that the, the Bucks are better without Chris Middleton? I said no. No, I, I people are making that assumption. No, Chris Middleton is a talent. He's you just don't toss him to the wayside because you've won some games without him. You know, do they look good in moving the ball around? Yeah, because of necessity. But you can't deny they won a championship with him last year, right? He came up big in some some games last year. A couple of bucket winning, couple of uh, game winning shots last year. So no, I'm not. I'm not throwing a baby out with the bathwater. Uh uh-uh, uh, ain't happening. No, ain't 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 happening at all. So no, I don't think the Bucks are better without him. What I think is that right now, every game you win without him, you throw that money right in the bank. As Ted Davis used to say, "Let it earn some interest, baby." There we go. Uh, 877-867-1670, our buddy ESPN Steve. So if you're following the program yesterday, I made uh, uh, reference to this little bird, this robin that comes to my house every day now. Uh, Yeah, I had, uh, Steve, as a matter of fact, I had the people from Water Doctors here today, and I'm looking at replacing my, my, um, my water heater. And so they came over, and I said, come here, guys, look at this. And sure enough, there she is. Every morning, man, she's got... Uh, stuff in her mouth for her to make a nest and she's sitting outside of my window she's looking in she pecks on the window uh and she wants to come in i let her in she walks around hops around and then she goes back out she flies back out i i, I it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen but this little robin this i think she's the mama bird pecks at my window every morning starting at about six or six thirty and wants to come in I, and I really believe that her nest got blown away or something happened while I was gone in Minneapolis last week, and she's looking for her babies. That's that's what I believe. Uh, otherwise, I have no idea. I, I don't know why she wants to come into the house and, and hang out. But she does, this little this little bird. You can't get near her. you got to let her do her own thing because the minute you get near her, she takes off. But it's the weirdest thing. So uh, thanks for asking you. Yep. As a matter of fact, 
Uh, I can flip the cameras outside, and uh, if you look at uh, by the patio door, you may end up seeing her at some point coming by because she's been standing under the eave all day as the rain's been coming down. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670, Merlin says, absolutely insane to suggest that the Bucks are better without middle. I know. I know. I, I get it. I, Chris Middleton is a hell of a talent. Is he a superstar? Eh. No, I, I mean, not in the realm of, of, you know, putting up consistently 25, 30-plus a game. But Chris is going to give you, you know, anywhere from 17 to 25 pretty consistently. Some nights less than others, and some nights it's more assists and what have you. But, no, I, they're not a better team without Chris Middleton. What I've said all along is without Chris Middleton, put the money in the bank. Um, Kevin says, you think Chris is back if they face elimination in game six or seven? Um, I, I don't think so. Now the, the Bucks, at least yesterday I was, I was reading, uh, that, that he was not going to play in the series. He would not be ready until after the series. I... I wonder then if it comes to a game seven and you desperately need Chris Middleton uh, coming up, not this coming weekend, but next weekend, if indeed he would be back by then. I kind of doubt it, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Mark says, uh, our bird has a crush on me. Ooh, who knows? I don't know. I And then... The whole freaky thing, if you get into the reincarnation aspect of stuff, you know, um, Kristen brought this up and some other people that I've told about this said, because they believe like animals come back in different forms or something like that's Mickey or Elmo knocking at the door, which breaks my heart because it would just be horrific of me not to open the door for my dogs. But that's the other thought is like, you know, your, your dogs are coming home to say hello to you, you know. Now, if it was a cardinal, cardinals are supposed to be spirit birds. If a, if it's a cardinal pecking at the door, wanting to come in and hang out, then you know. Then again, if it's got a St. Louis jersey on, you don't do that either. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um Merlin says, uh, birds crash in, in daylight, crash into windows because they see reflections of vegetation or see through the glass to a uh, potted plant or veget, Well, that's not happening. Nope. I don't have any vegetation out there other than the trees in the back and nothing on the inside of my house. Nothing grows inside my house. I don't water it enough. I've got a couple of fake plants, but they're not even in that room. I don't know what she sees. She, I mean, I've let her in. I've opened the door and I've let her in. She'll come in. She doesn't really fly around. She kind of hops around. She walks in around the dining table through the little living area into the kitchen area, and then jumps back out the door. She just comes in, looks around, and leaves. I can't do it all the time because I'm heating the outside. <laughs> can't, can't leave the door open. Uh, plus, she's pooping all over my step out there. I don't want her to poop in the house. It's bad enough I do. Uh, this one's from uh, Charlie. Charlie says, a unit love the program, listening to you up here in Tomahawk, resting and relaxing with the family for the weekend. Charlie, man, what uh, what's the weather in Tomahawk, man? If you're resting and relaxing, you can't be doing anything because the weather sucks right now. Uh, but, man, I love the Northwoods. Love 
that area. Uh, he says, uh, looking forward to the Bucks game coming up tonight. Even without Chris Middleton, this team moves the basketball extremely well, and other guys have stepped up because they've had opportunities. Give guys opportunities, and who knows what they can do. That's been the philosophy. Without Chris Middleton, they're a good team. With Chris Middleton, they're a great team. Appreciate it. Charlie, you the man. Enjoy your rest and relaxation up there in the Northwoods. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brandon says, uh, building a birdhouse out in the center of your yard. I've got one. I'm thinking about hanging it out there, actually. But I got to put it up high enough because I don't want the uh, the other animals. There's cats that run around here. Uh, God, this is really weird. So I get squirrels all over my yard. Okay, I have squirrels are everywhere. They don't really come near the house. Every now and then, though, there'll be a squirrel that'll look in the window while I'm on the air. However, last Sunday when we had the house party, when we had a kind of a bunch of friends, we looked up in the front living room, uh, looking out over the the, the bay window, and. Looked out and it was like, whoa, looking in, looking in the window, face against the window was a turkey. Just checking it out. Knowing he's out of season. Good to go. There you have it. Uh, let's do this. A lot of bird talk. Didn't think we'd go down that rabbit hole. Pardon the pun for another animal, but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Now, last night they were not open. Tonight, bocce ball is back and they are looking for bocce ball people. People that want to jump in the bocce ball leagues, have a few beverages, get a good, a good amount of Italian food, little bocce ball out front, you're good to go. That's our friends at Joey uh, Albanese and Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road in Waukesha and right next to Menards. You can't miss it. Stop in and tell them we said hi. And uh, they've got the sports bar area off to the side, pool table, all the different games and such. Kids can go have a great time while you're sitting there having a beverage. So stop in and see Joey Albanese and Albanese's Roadhouse. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad you are back on a Tuesday. Can't believe it's Tuesday. It feels like just getting a week started. I don't know why. It just does. Glad you're back, though, and thanks for hanging in there with us. We certainly appreciate it. This corp, uh, this portion of the program brought to you by a great company called Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L. Hiring, uh, machining, manufacturing, whatever it happens to be here in the state of Wisconsin, they are global, and uh, they do it anywhere and everywhere, but they are looking for really, really, really good people, and they're looking for people that want to learn. They're looking for people that want to grow, that want to earn money, that want to get great benefits. You could even retire at this company or just grow and build your own. And they promote that. Uh, they want good people that have long-term effects, and that is Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L. Go to Pindell.com. That is Pindell.com, and uh, and see for yourself everything they have to offer. Um, so the Big Ten is looking for a new media uh, deal, a new media rights deal. They are trying to garner themselves. Think about this for a minute. This is the Big Ten now. This is not NCAA. This is the Big Ten. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren expects to have an agreement in place on a new media rights deal for the conference in about a month. Okay? The new deal will be worth a record setting. You got both hands wrapped around your ass? 
because you're going to hang on to it at this point. One billion dollars. One, don't tell me this is the problem. You announced this. Well, we got a record-setting deal. It's worth $1 billion. It's going to affect the schools. It's gonna, You know, with all of this money coming in and all of this money coming from these programs, how in the hell does education cost so much? How do you walk away with hundreds of thousands of dollars of educational debt when you're talking about an absolutely huge, big, nothing but big business in the world of major college athletics? You can't tell me it's costing a billion dollars to run these programs with the money they're bringing in. That's amazing. That is amazing. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. That is freaking nuts. That is freaking nuts. I I just, man, that's big time, big time coin right there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Ben, when you walk away with your educational debt, leaving UW-Madison, do you ever wonder when you read stories like that, why in the hell education costs so much? Honestly, not really, because that's kind of, uh, you kind of get, you learn how to get screwed by the system, you know? So you kind of learn that that's what the system is. Um, But they got to pay the coaches, whatever, multi-million dollar deal somehow. What right. Auburn just gave their or Auburn fired a guy. I think they're giving him like 17 million not to coach over a couple of years. So. Right. Usually that's paid by boosters right. within that program. And I get it. But come on, man. A billion dollars. 71 million per school per year. That's nuts. That is the entire that has to be the entire operating expense for your athletic department. Wouldn't you, th- wouldn't you figure? And then anything you make over and above that? I mean, I would love to see what the actual books are for what it costs to run the athletic department of, of a school like Wisconsin. And, and, and look, I'm not, I'm by no means, am I any, am I one of those educational people we used to hear it all the time on campus you know the professors who hated sports and thought it was overhyped and we should be putting more money into education and we should be more putting more money into research and and i look i understand that but the notoriety of sports brings the recognition of the school which then brings more more people to the educational system and pride and such and which ultimately brings money which ultimately pays professors and it gives you grants, and the better the student, the better the grants, and the more money you can make. It's all a money game. We all know that. But this is like, wow, $71 million a year. That's just crazy. That's just crazy. One uh, thing, seven, seven, go ahead. One thing, Bill, this does mean, I mean, everyone always talks about the SEC as the king of college football, and and it is. You look at the NFL draft, you look at the success. The Big Ten and SEC have separated themselves completely. Like, they are mm-hmm. in the number one class, and everyone else is miles below right. them. Yep. Right. Well, they've got the success and the teams to back it up. And the depth. You know, when you go through 
when you just say the Big Ten, you know, you can go through the Big Ten and you can start to look at the uh, amount of schools that have either had success or are considered big time programs and not the hangers on. You know what I mean? Whereas, say you look at uh, say you look at like the uh, the the ACC, the ACC has Clemson. You know what I mean? The ACC has Clemson. There, there's, there's not the American Athletic Conference. You know, you look at a place like that. You know, Cincinnati's become extremely good. Uh, Houston's good, but after that, yeah, Central Florida, it, you know, East East Carolina, Tulsa, SMU. SMU had a gloried past, and it just doesn't now. You know, there's still Memphis. Memphis is better in basketball than it is in football. But then you go to the ACC. Who do you got? Clemson. You still got the U, but the U has not had a resurgence since they were the U. Pitt has had an up and down uh, pedigree. NC State's up and down. Wake Forest has been up and down. They're better basketball than they are football, obviously. You go to the Big 12, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Oklahoma's leaving. That leaves you with what? Iowa State, Kansas, uh, Kansas State. West Virginia, West and West Virginia is in the Big Twelve, which still to this day doesn't make sense geographically. Texas Tech, there's Kansas, the Jayhawks, but again, better at basketball, far better at basketball than they are at the world of football. The Big Ten is the Big Ten, so you start to go top to bottom. You got pedigree programs: Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. Those are those are. Then there's Penn State, Michigan State. Those are pedigree football programs. Purdue, to a certain extent, but they've been kind of There's Nebraska, but Nebraska has not done anything since they've come into the Big Ten. They have done nothing. With all the arrogance that Nebraska had when they came over to the Big Ten, they just came in and thought they were going to own it. They have taken just an ass-whipping since the day they walked through the door. It's like they got mugged on their way to the cafeteria line at the Big Ten school. And they have never gotten their lunch money back. Nothing. So you go deep. You look at the SEC. They're deep. Um, but you you can't really say that. Even the Pac-12. Pac-12's got Oregon. UCLA's been a program, but, it, you know, has not been the same program. Arizona. Arizona State. Stanford, obviously. Washington had a small history for a while. But they're, they're nowhere near as good pedigree-wise as the Big Ten and the SEC. Those two, the Big Ten and the SEC are driving Ferraris and everybody else is cruising around the around the track in a Ford Pinto. It's just, you know, and some of them are on Vespas. They're, it just doesn't even compare when you talk about the overall money in college football and the conferences. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Find us, give us a shout. But, uh, yeah, a billion dollars coming into the Big Ten in a media rights deal. That's the reason, and also that's the reason Nebraska will never leave. Nebraska will, because there was some talk, well, because uh, Nebraska fans feel that maybe they should get into a different conference because they're looking more at wins and losses. Nebraska will never leave the Big Ten because of the money they make just for saying that they're a part of the Big Ten.
They will never leave the Big Ten. They're not going to see success in a long time, but they will never leave the Big Ten. They need a coach that can recruit. They need some kind of system there that's going to benefit them in a better way. But going up against the teams and the likes of Wisconsin, of Ohio State, of Michigan, hell, Minnesota, Iowa, going against those teams, kids no longer look at Nebraska as this this former national title holder. They look at it as kind of the joke of the Big Ten. And that's the reason you don't see as many go there. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to figure it out the way Barry Alvarez did when he took over after the Morton era. And Barry built it all back. That's what they need. They need a Barry Alvarez to walk through the door down there to make them relevant again. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Doesn't get any better than this. It's one of those days you get all fired up. There's like all these things, all this stuff just swirling. You know, you've got all these different opinions, and you got Bucks coming up tonight, Brewers tonight taking on the craptastic Cincinnati Reds. Uh, in addition to that, we're talking about college athletics, and there's a billion dollars about to come into the Big Ten. Getting into that a little bit, we got draft analysis coming up a little bit later on in the program as well. So a lot happening, a lot happening today uh, on the Bill Michael Show. Just a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, we were talking about uh, some, of the, uh, some of the athletics when it comes to the money coming in to a system like the Big Ten. And Brett says, my wife's still paying 800 bucks a month for student loans till she's 30, or 35. And we are 29 right now. But it's worth it because she's saving lives in the uh, medical field. She went to UW-Madison and lacrosse, uh, went to the University of North Dakota for her med- medical certificates. Um, so, well, good for her. That's fantastic. And uh, we appreciate everything she does. Um, Snowboard Dan says, college a scam. Get people a trade job. Make more uh, before kids get out with a four- to eight-year degree. Um, and then Brett says, uh, love how Stephen A. Smith was all about Boston before game one. Then at halftime, he was like, can I change my prediction? Chris Middleton gives you good defense and that fadeaway jumper adds more options for the Bucks. They are saving him for the Eastern conference finals. Players like Javon Carter and Grayson Allen. So I love Carter too. Carter, Carter brings me just a ah, Carter brings me a little bit of that PJ Tucker. Doesn't he gives you a little PJ Tucker, a little junkyard dog in him. I like that. Like it a lot. Uh, Grayson Allen stepping up. We're fine for the series. My goodness, the way Grayson Allen hitting the uh, threes is making him look like uh, Ray Allen. Honestly hope they sign uh, Javon Carter to an extension and Portis as well. But uh, George Hill, um, cut George Hill, go Bucks. the fear the deer. George Hill, the reason George Hill is here, and I've been a big George Hill fan. I really like George Hill. Not necessarily about everything he does on the court. George Hill is kind of a calming influence. He's another coach. Uh, it would not surprise me. By the way, Adrian Wojnarowski 
are reporting that um, the Charlotte job is up for grabs. And they're starting to interview candidates for their head coaching position, including the Golden State assistant, Kenny Atkinson, and Darvin Ham, the Milwaukee assistant. Now, I know Darvin. Uh, we've, you know, I've known him for a long time. Put it that way. Um, I would hate to see Darvin go. I really would. But it's time. He He's deserving of an opportunity to be a head coach. Darvin is the right-hand man to Budenholzer. I could see George Hill, if Darvin Ham would leave, I could see George Hill becoming that coach, becoming that guy. That's George Hill. That's what he that he what's what he brings to the table. He's kind of the coach on the floor, the coach in the in the locker room. He's that guy. I think he's extremely smart. He's very mild mannered. He's personable. He Giannis. Um, at, at least a couple of years ago, relied on him, asked him his opinion all the time about certain things. Now, Giannis is very inquisitive about many different things. But he would go to George Hill and say, what would, you, what would you do here? What should we do here? What do you see here? He was asking him continuously about his basketball you know, IQ, his acumen. So I could see George Hill becoming, becoming a coach and taking over the, uh, the seat vacated by Darvin Ham. Eventually. 877-867-1670. Josh says to, uh, over on the Bud Light live stream, uh, talking about the Reds and the Brewers tonight, do you think Mike Moustakis regrets his Reds deal? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the Reds regret, regret Mike Moustakis' Reds deal because he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been consistently healthy since he came over. So I, they regret it. I put it this way. Um, <laughs> being from that area and talking to friends, I will say something to the effect of, well, Moustakis, and they'll go, ah, that sucks, you know, and then they'll go off. They'll talk about Moustakis in the most negative of light, uh, only for the fact that Moustakis has been continuously hurt pretty much since he's gone there. Four years, 64 mil, 16 yep. a year. Yep. I'd take that if I was Moustakis. Oh, God, yeah. Does he regret the deal? No. I'm sure he lays his head at night on a pillow filled with money. There you go. I don't think he minds that at all. But for Moustakis, he's still hitting under 200. Last I checked, he's been he's been awful. So I do know that he is not um, – my buddy Scott, I was talking to him – what was it? What's today? T Tuesday? I was talking to him on Saturday, and we were just kind of reminiscing, and I said – because my cousin predicted the Reds to only win three games in the month of April, and damned if it didn't come true. Um, and so we were sitting there talking about my, my cousin's prediction, and I said, you know, well, you know, at least Moustakis when he comes in there, he's like, ah, oh, he sucks. He, he doesn't have any power. He can't hit home runs. And this, and I thought he would really have a solid career when he left Milwaukee and went down to Cincinnati and played at Great American Ballpark. I really did. And I just didn't see this level. Now, he's been hurt, but I didn't see this level of bad coming. After he revitalized his career in Milwaukee, he got the contract. So he, he did the right thing. He jumped. He got the contract. Brewers weren't going to pay him. They knew the end was near. You know, that's okay. Take off. Go from there. 
So I, I get it. But yeah, he lays his head at night on a on a mountain of money. And he's made more than $100 million in his career, and he's going to be good. But as far as being a contributor for that team, no. No. That team is just bad. I don't know how else to put it. That team batting average, by the way, is a batting average of 201 with an OPS as a team of 582. That sucks. That is nine Jackie Bradley Juniors. <laughs> right? On a good year. That sucks. That's just bad. I don't know how else to put it. They've got a team ERA. Team ERA of 6.15. And a whip of 1.63. They're just bad. Just bad. Hunter Green's about one of their big up-and-comers. He's got an ERA of 6 and a whip of 1.61 as a starter. Tyler Maley, he started five games for Cincinnati, the the most by any pitcher of the Reds, 22 and a third innings, ERA of 6.45 and a 1.66 ERA. Terrible. They're terrible. They suck. An hour down. We got three more yet to go. What a day. It's just flying by. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.